hello, I'm Chris. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by the National Alliance of Wine Growers and Distributors. Have you had your two glasses of wine today? The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. And River of Life Lutheran Church. Sunday services come once a week. How often do you? Welcome to this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Welcome! It's Monday, April 11th, and on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers, we will be holding our most spectacular surprise wine pairing event ever, so stick around! You won't want to miss it! The week's show will begin shortly with the news, but first, we wish to remind you that on next week's show, the April 18th show, the Winefellers will be assisting WHUP with its annual on-air fundraiser known as the Begathon. If you joined us for last year's Begathon, you'll recall that one lucky listener won a two-day, one-night, all-expenses-paid trip to luxurious Cary, North Carolina, courtesy of one of our proudest sponsors, The Stool Stool. And we want to make sure you turn in next week, and you too could be our next lucky listener to travel to some far-off exotic places. But, Mark, I think we also have some fantastic prizes lined up that the Winefellers has, uh, have even donated uh, from our own uh, show here. That's right, Joe. You please, please tune in next week because all listeners who make a tax-deductible donation during the Winefeller Show's Begathon will be entered into a drawing to win a very special prize. The Winefellers will take the winner to any Mexican restaurant in Hillsborough of your choice (laughs) at lunch for free. Oh, Mark. So please note, we have to make this uh, important announcement, please note that the prize excludes all alcoholic beverages and dessert. (laughs) The wine fellers, it it excludes alcoholic beverages, and it's sponsored by the wine fellers. Yes. It should exclude (laughs) entrees and desserts and only include 
alcoholic beverages. Well, you know, we're, we're trying to think this through, and we have a limited <laughs> budget, and we're thinking, you know, we had a we have a good uh, eight dollars to spend, and so we're. I thinking, love it. We're not going to eat anything. It's just the guest. We're going to sit there and watch you eat. No, we, the, we, the don't, we don't have enough money to eat ourselves. But, but you uh, should you should go crazy and we, go nuts, right? And so we have a good eight dollars, and we'll sit there while you eat. Uh, you know, without you know, lunch could get kind of pricey, but we think like you know they have. If you go to a Mexican restaurant, they have like the uh, the kinds of lunch meals that have like a you know the number three. Yeah, the lunch the lunch specials. Right, and those don't usually get too much more than five or six bucks. So we figure with tip and everything else, (laughs) eight bucks. Yeah, and so uh, well, then you should also say it it shouldn't include a, a coke or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I or mean, do those come? Do the lunch entrees? Do, lunch entrees? Do the lunch specials. items? Do they come with a drink? No, I think the drinks are extra. But we just—I guess we thought that alcohol can be a lot more expensive than like oh, a Coke or something like that. Way more, and you don't get refills. So, uh, and then well, you, we'll splurge and buy them a Coke too. Then yes, that's what you're you saying. Get, you get a drink, uh, but if we think it's too expensive, we'll bring some water and you can have that. Or we'll bring, we'll bring like, we can. Mark is making this out to sound like it's not going to be any fun, but trust me. Oh, trust me. This is going to be a lot of fun. Eating while watching the wine fellers look at you, <laughs> that is a prize. And it's all for a good purpose, Mark. That's right. We're trying to give back to the community, give back to WHUP. This is, uh, we're so lucky to have a radio station <laughs> like this in our backyard, so why not do something like this? Well, the Begathon begins this Friday, yes, April 15th, uh, but just to get our listeners uh, and all of WHUP's listeners in the mood uh, we we did a little something special, didn't we, Mark? We did. We were going to unveil the song uh, for the first time next week. But we thought that we just had to jump the gun because we, we're we so wrote a song. Excited about the Begathon, we're so excited. We wrote a song about it, and we just have to let the world know <laughs> we wanted to play it for you guys. So coming to you right now on this week's episode of the Winefellers to get you ready for next week's Begathon is what we're calling the Begathon theme song. Sure. Parmesan. Oh yeah, veal parmesan is very difficult to make. We're not trying to draw a polygon. A poly what exactly? We're not trying to find Saskatchewan. Mmm, pretty sure that's in Canada. We're not trying to drink Domperion. Wait a minute, Mark, we're not? We just want to run a begathon Give us your money You know what's going on We just want to run A begathon Give us the money The station is depending on We're not trying to make a chocolate flan. Yeah, that, that is too difficult to make. We're not trying to draw a hexagon. Uh, is that like a, a polygon? We're not trying to find Azerbaijan. I'm pretty sure that's near Saskatchewan. 
We're not trying to eat at Cinnabon. <laughs> Wait, what? Cinnabon. We just want to run a begathon. Give us your money, you know what's going on. We just want to run a begathon. Give us the money the station is depending on. Shows like The Spine, She and Her, and Ultra Billions. Pick of the pop, beggar's banquet, and the wine feller runs. At WHUP, we're the station you lean upon. So give us your tax deductible donation. We just want to run a beggar-thon. Give us your money, you know what's going on. We just want to run a begathon. Give us the money, the station is depending on. We need your donations. We are on our knees, begging for your tax deductible donations. Please. Click on the contribute link at whupfm.org. <laughs> ah, Joe and I had so Mark, much fun I love making it. that. I love uh, it. And uh, just, you know, I have to just tell you, uh, you know, we're not trying to self-promote, but we really, really enjoyed <laughs> that song, and it's for a good cause. But uh, my favorite uh, line in that song is, you might have not caught, is there's a crescendo in the last verse oh boy. where uh, oh boy. the crowd, almost where the crowd comes in, and there's a big well, symbol, and... and and right at that point, you might not hear this, Mark. <laughs> Joe shouts at the top of his lungs, "Strawberry Pop Tart." Well, why not, Mark? Well, I think it's perfect because everybody loves strawberry pop tarts. I was excited; it just kind of came out of me. I was feeling the music. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I'm a very special young man, Mark. It is. I mean, he could have shouted anything, and he shouted out. It made so much sense. He shouted out something that everybody loves, and every. I mean, it's just. Uh, it, it was the pinnacle, uh, uh, <laughs> the pinnacle line in the song. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But but you know some of my favorite <clears throat> aspects of this this song are first off we gave a shout out to Cinnabon. Yes. Right. You, we you gotta love them. Well, yeah. But I then mean. you also mentioned some of the great shows that people can find here on WHUP. That's right. I mean, uh, uh, if you're not listening to us, hopefully you're listening to some of the other great shows. We didn't have enough space to mention all of them, but they're just so uh, so. Uh, really good, and we have mm-hmm. have uh, some good buddies that do uh, shows uh, on different days of the week, like uh, Kent Corley. We uh, we uh, know him pretty well, and we, we really like his show. So um, we um, just are uh, excited for that Begathon next week. Uh, we can't wait. Uh, if you if you don't know uh, anything about WHUP or the other shows other than the Weinfellers, go online now whupfm.org. Get familiar with it because you're going to be hearing a lot of begging going on next week and we want you to make sure that you you do your part but mark right now the news and that's the news for this week 
Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News, you say that, Fran- that in France, an entire tanker of wine was poured on the ground intentionally? Oh, the humanity! A flight attendant was fired last week for showing up to work drunk and was caught by reading a book upside down? Wait, I thought reading upside down was more difficult. You say that Starbucks is now offering wine in Washington, D.C.? Mark, suddenly I feel like a road trip to see the cherry blossoms. That and more on the news. All right, let's get to the news. Let's do it. So, Joe, last week, wine inside a Spanish tanker tanker was poured out on a road in southwest France. It seems that 100 French winemakers had forced the driver to stop ordered him to hand over his keys, and then cheered as the red pool ran into a ditch. The local, mm. po- the local police just stood by and watched. Oh, my gosh. Some of the local French claim that the livelihoods are, their livelihoods are threatened by cheap wine imports from across the border. Oh, my goodness. They believe that their actions were justified, driven by their despair. They claim that Spain is flooding the market, so to speak, by a huge amount of boxed wine. Cheap oh. plunk. And they're bringing it over in tankers? Did you say a tanker? In, ta- in big tankers. Like tanker, a tanker truck. Tanker trucks filled with wine. They're coming across the border from <laughs> Spain to France. They're being, they're being packaged in boxes. <laughs> and, and, and I think some of it is being, sold, or is, be, is being sold as if it was French wine. I just, uh, I, I understand the problem, but I just can't get over this hilarious idea that out in the French countryside somewhere, there are vigilantes, gangs. Of French, you know, uh, people uh, who are just waiting to ambush the next, you know, 18-wheeler that rolls through. I completely agree. I mean, when you think that's something you think would happen in America where, you know, vigilantes, people get ambushed. (laughs) In French, you know, people wearing berets and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, you don't think. That's gonna happen. Hold back! It is a milk truck. Yeah, I mean, you think that they're they might be a little rude to you, but that's as bad as bad as it's gonna get. I mean, here, you know, I just think first off, it's uh, it, it's gonna get head, it's getting headlines right now in the news. Yes. So the, the some of what they're doing is is making sense. I, I suppose it wouldn't have the same effect uh, if, for from building up from this grassroots level if they stole and drank the wine instead <laughs> like they kind of have to destroy it don't they right and that's another difference is so if this happened in america <laughs> i don't yeah i think people wouldn't destroy the wine everyone would run get their milk jugs and you know, <laughs> pour it into their containers and see it's another thing that is a big cultural differences between us and france and they, to me they just seem well, so bizarre well here you know in france you know they're they're like they're standing for something mark right you know you it's like well this wine is actually pretty good nope we need to destroy it based on the grounds of our philosophical and moral compasses. It's what Descartes would want. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> here in America, it's just like right. you no. dump the wine out. No. <laughs> We're taking the wine because we just want to drink it and 
Deal it? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what do they have an official group name or are they completely unorganized? Well, I don't know if they have a group name. Uh, that is probably something they do have because that's something that seems very French. They would have. They would like to name themselves. They should. I, I bet it, there's even like initials like, involved, like La Miserable. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> we should get to the bottom of that. We're going to put our, uh, you know, we are on a, stru- a shoestring budget, but luckily our uh, phone receptionist, Brenda, she is a licensed PI. Did you know that, Mark? I did not know that. She is, and we're going to put her on this case, and we're going to figure, we're going to send her over there driving a, I guess, a faint tank- tanker truck. Right. We're going to get to the bottom of this and let you know their name. Well, to add insult to injury, French winemakers feel humiliated, so uh, the Tour de France has oh chosen boy. a Chilean wine company as a race sponsor. So these oh this, this no same group of people plan to block one of the planned race stages in protest. Oh, I know gosh. this is crazy. This is crazy. So uh, just be glad you live here, where things just seem to make more sense, <laughs> where people steal things. Just for the sheer value they hold. I mean, could you imagine in America, first of all, having a bike race that people, A, watched on television, and B, (laughs) watched enough where someone thought they needed to block part of it because (coughs) to make a point? I mean, we'd look, we'd look at that like that's bizarre. You should have probably. But, but I love I love that like um, you know the Masters uh, was uh, this uh, weekend, right? Okay, and 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 you got to just play. Part of the game is you play with the the hazards around you, right? Yeah. You know whether it's a a water hole or um, a sand uh, a sand trap or 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 like manhole covers cart paths, trees, even people watch spectators. So I think the Tour de France had just picked up some natural hazards of its own. A group of angry French (laughs) gentlemen in berets uh, pissed off at Spain. I think it's going to add a great dimension to the next Tour de France. And if you're listening and if you're from France, you know, no hurt meant. No, of course. No, we're all friends here. Yes. Um... What's next, Mark? So the next story. A British Airways flight attendant was fired last week for showing up to work drunk and attempting to cover it up by pretending to read a book but being caught holding it upside down. <laughs> well, was she, wait. Well, here's what I'm confused about, and I'm sure you're going to clear this up for us. Was she holding it upside down because she was passed out or because she... <laughs> Just didn't know it was upside down. So British Airways dismissed Helen Whitmore after witnesses reported her as being drunk and reeking of booze when she tried to board a connecting flight to Heathrow Airport ready to start her shift. Oh, boy. She fell on a moving sidewalk on her way to the security check-in, but she said she has no memory of either collapsing or the events that followed. Well, isn't that convenient? Ms. Whitmore initially blamed her fall on menopause and said she had suffered nothing more than a, quote, Funny turn. This is unfortunate, Mark. Just, you know, own up to it. All right. Well, well, first off, what does menopause have to do with this? Well, yeah, everyone knows. Uh, well, I don't have no idea. I mean, I have no idea. But look, I, I mean, are, are we being uh, chauv- chauvinistic here? Maybe not not acknowledging the fact that 
can it cause things like that? Oh, yeah, definitely can. Actually, I have no idea. I have no idea. But four people claimed that they could smell alcohol on her breath. Yeah, she was drunk. Yeah. Um, so they also, unfortunately for her, had television footage taken from the airport showing oh, Ms. Woodward zigzagging across the moving sidewalk before falling. Man, now that's a drunk's nightmare. Yeah. A sidewalk that moves. Yes. <laughs> it's like one of those at the front of the fun house that goes back and forth. Yeah, that's hard to navigate, you know, while you haven't been drinking, but, you know, you add, you know, a bottle uh, of wine. Just and avoid the moving sidewalk. She should have known better. And so, you know, there's a lot of questions here. Like, one is, um, does drinking wine, sure, impairs your driving. Does it your, impair your ability to give somebody peanuts? I think you would do a great job at that. Right. So I'm trying to, I mean, I, because I, I wouldn't it, want my pilot. Here's, no, here's why I'm saying this. Because, like, uh, normally, well, nowadays, with the, you know, uh, economy mm-hmm. being what it is and the and airline industry, the profit margins are so thin right. that uh, they're cutting back on everything from the size of your seat uh-huh. to the luggage you can bring on with you to the amount of peanuts they're giving you in the air. Right. And I bet a nice, friendly, drunk stewardess yeah. or steward yeah. would be more than happy to give me Two packets. Right. I think we call them flight attendants now. But yes. Oh, thanks, Mark. Yeah. So I think, right. I was like, yeah, they didn't give me any drinks. They didn't give me any peanuts. But thank goodness my flight attendant's drunk. <laughs> hey, you may as well get a free show out of it. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. She seems happy. She's falling across everybody in the rows. And she's, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean, yes, you probably need a flight. Sure. An emergency situation, you probably need. But at this well, point. Well, but she didn't even make it on the plane to give out the peanuts. No. You said she was on a connecting flight to her job. But So aren't you allowed to be drunk? Before you show up for your job? Of course. Did she show up for her job? She sure did. Oh, yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. She so, probably shouldn't have done that. So, uh, so Miss Whitmore, who is now training to be a nurse. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we, look, get, we putting peanuts in her hand is one thing. Putting IVs and, you know, um, surgical tools is another. Yeah, so, again, I don't make this up. This is real news. Uh, so she's now tra- training to us. be a nurse, said her memory of the events immediately afterwards was hazy, and she could not recall a lot of what happened. So uh, we'll never know. Well, let's just keep an eye on it. I know it's public records when someone gets a nurse certification. Uh, we'll just keep uh, the our Google News alerts. Uh, with her name, okay. and as soon as she uh, gets that nursing certificate, we'll do a little follow-up. That's right. Good luck, Ms. Whitmore, and I hope you practice in the hospital way away from me. Cheers. So the third story. If you will recall, last fall, we reported that Starbucks was planning a pilot program where one could purchase wine and hors d'oeuvres after 4 p.m. Well, the future is here. Yes! Starting yes, <laughs> I know it's amazing. I was waiting. It's a, I was just waiting. It's a for good it. day. Starting tomorrow, five locations in Washington D.C. will offer a new quote evening menu <laughs> comprised of wine, craft beer, and small plates such as truffle mac and cheese, flatbreads, bacon wrapped dates, and truffle popcorn. Oh my gosh! You know, this actually sounds. Very smart. It makes a lot of sense. If you think about it, you know, people today want a controlled, what I call a Yelp experience. Okay? Hmm. Uh, we've talked about millennials on the show. Many okay? times. And we've talked about how they are driving many parts of the economy 
uh, in the focus of many businesses. That's true. Okay? That's true. Uh, and so what you have here, Mark, Starbucks is a known quantity. Yes. Okay. You go in the morning, you get the coffee you want, uh, you leave, you know it's got Wi-Fi, you know the sandwiches are this, you know that this is that, and it's all a very packaged experience. Good point. And then when people end up in the evenings of their days, it's all bets are off. You could go to this restaurant and you don't know what it would be like, or this bar maybe to meet some some people, or this mm-hmm. other bar to meet some other people, and it's going to be, well, you don't know it's it's all these different flavors of life, so to speak. Right. And what you want is almost like you know just the Walt Disney resorts of evening dining. That's oh, I think you're absolutely right. You know what to expect. It's very easy. And I think also, you know, if someone's asking, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" and you say, "Well, I'm going to go over to the Wood Nickel," and people say, "Oh, he's going to the Wood Nickel because he's going to drink," you know, and then that's like, or eat a delicious basket of wings. That's true, but it's, I think it's assumed that you're going to have alcohol, and sometimes it doesn't. Seem, well, I would hope so. And it, well, I know, but sometimes, you know, in different companies, it doesn't seem like that goes over so well. But in this case, you're saying, oh. hey, man, like, what are you doing tonight? I'm just going to go to Starbucks. Oh, good for you. And have that little shot of espresso. But that's not, you know, just you're going to have the wine that you want. Well, if you remember in Chapel Hill on Franklin Street, there was a great bar that called themselves the library for this very reason. Ah, uh, I didn't right? know about that. Where, did, where, where are you going tonight? Uh, the library. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. How, how studious. In fact, um. This is what's going on with Starbucks. It's brilliant, yeah. and I hate to say I hate to see it happen, but I also must say that this is a really good idea. It is. Like, could you imagine showing up at your kid's school and you're in like you're in you're with the teachers and all the class and like, hey kids, and like, do you want to go to Starbucks? And the kids are like, yeah, let's go to Starbucks. And like, you know, teachers are like, oh, that's such nice people are going you know, they're going to drive to Starbucks. Lincoln, and then you drive yes. to Starbucks, and it just you know it just makes everything easier. You just say you know, hey kids, want to go to the bar? It just doesn't, it doesn't. work that way. And nor should you. I like, see, yeah. I see huge potential here. I do All right, let, let me let me run run with this okay, idea let's for hear a minute, it. okay? Starbucks should open up free private schooling. Oh wow! So you drop your kids off. Uh-huh. It's you you go to Starbucks to get your coffee in the morning. Leave your kids there. Why not just homeschool your kids at Starbucks? Please, Mark. Well, you know it's 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 eventually going to come to that, right? Right. Where uh, as long as you live in our housing. And buy our products and work at our factories. It's the old mill village coming back into fruition. You mean Starbucks housing? Yes, that's what I'm saying. You build an elementary school, then uh, all your kids are there. Well, now guess what? It's an awful. Ha- it's a great hassle to have to drive to Starbucks every morning. <laughs> well, why not just you know ha- have a condo right above it? Yeah, I, I, what you say makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the mill village, Mark. Yeah, you work at the mill, and all the money you you earn you is spend spent at, at the, the mill. mill store. Yeah, you get on the Starbucks bus, and they <laughs> <laughs> there's no bus. You just live there, right? Right above it. Yeah. Take the elevator down, and I think Starbucks, uh, if they aren't already thinking about doing this, they totally should. I think it makes sense, and I think this is what Walt Disney wanted to do originally with Epcot. He wanted to have like this whole encapsulated world where this is everyone could live and and this is really what i think where starbucks and you know honestly this is a world where i want to live the world we live in is just it's just uh, <laughs> so a, unpredictable it's, Mark. It's unpredictable it's just a terrible shell of existence 
a Starbucks world is, you know, when I want a double shot, half calf espresso, I pretty much get that. You just came up with their new slogan. <laughs> What's that? You said a Starbucks world. It should be make your world a Starbucks world. Very nice. You like that? I like that. You like that? Very They good. can have that one. Well, that's the news of today, Joe. That's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Winefellers News Desk. But now, my favorite segment of the week. Your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the exciting world of tasting and pairing wine. And remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions from you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. Well, Mark, we told folks that they should stay tuned in and ready for this most masterful pairing of the week. Why don't you tell me what you've got in store for us today? That's right. So we have, this is probably, I'm not kidding, this is probably our best show ever. Yeah, and, it is. And, I, I know it is. And this is a surprise wine tasting and pairing event because it's a surprise, first of all, a surprise to the audience, but it's also but a surprise to Joe. It is. I have no idea uh, what you've got in your bag of treats over there. It smells a little interesting. And they all are. Well, here we go. It's, <laughs> everything's in the brown bag. You can't really see what's going on. But so here it is. People often choose a white wine when eating fish. Fish <laughs> and white wine go together with good reason. Most, Why is that? Because most fish <laughs> and shellfish have delicate, subtle flavors that call for an equally light wine. But coatings and sauces, even with fish and shellfish, often determine the perfect pairing. It's the sauce that determines the perfect pairing. So here's the surprise. Tell me. I have some beautiful white wines, and we are going to serve with fish and shellfish. <laughs> How could, could that be wrong? Oh. Now, the issue is, of course, Joe. Don't tell me this, Mark. We are we're on a shoestring budget, et cetera, et cetera. We are on a shoestring budget at the Winefellers. Oh. I mean, I know we say that, but we truly are. Um, you'd be surprised how little we get paid here. If you if you are tuning in for your first time today and hearing of uh, what Mark has planned for us, I just want it to be known that uh, I've been advocating for the a name change for this segment. Have you? Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, um, what will Joe eat or drink? It will be called. I, th I think you came up with that name when uh, I and <laughs> we had these invented. Real, actually, they're real cocktails that people invented, oh. and, and I, I made them for you before the show for you to drink. <laughs> and I think the worst one was uh, some kind. It of, was the infected whitehead. The infected whitehead. Yes, that was cottage cheese, and uh, dare I say. Tomato juice? Tomato juice and vodka. It was like a yeah. Bloody Mary with cottage cheese in it. That was just straight up awful. <laughs> what was the Jägermeister one with mayonnaise uh, in it? Oh. I don't remember. Uh, but I, so, oh, right, so these are the, how these wine tasting events sometimes go here at the wine Sometimes it's great. 
But we hope that, you know, even if we give something that's kind of unusual you might want to drink, we hope that you learn something, too, because it's important to learn something while you're having fun, and we're going to learn something today. We're going to learn something. Teach me, Mark. So, fish and shellfish, I mean, I went to Weaver Street. They're expensive. Oh, boy. You try to buy an oyster or something. An oyster. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. Sir, I would like one oyster, please. Even one oyster. They're going to charge you something. Oh, boy. So- I was trying to think, how could we talk about white wine, shellfish, fish, you know, and get the full effect. So what I did. I'm so terrified. And and honestly, my wife helped me out on this because we were going to brainstorm. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. Thank it can't you, be Jennifer. that bad then. So Jennifer and I went to the dollar store. Oh, Mark. Yeah. And so dollar store has Food. You might not know this. Oh, I know this. Yes. So we are going to pair <laughs> oh, some beautiful white wine with dollar store fish and shellfish. I asked Mark, ladies and gentlemen, before we walked into the studio, I said, you better not have any more stuff from a gas station. And I didn't. And he said, oh, I don't. And I said, thank goodness. That's right. <laughs> and now... I need to add dollar store to my list of questions. That's right. So I did before I start, I, I definitely want to uh, thank the people at the Mebin uh, dollar store uh, for helping me appoint me to the right aisle and, and think through this wine pairing event <laughs> that we're having. I'm sure they today. were very helpful. They were. What on earth did you buy there? Okay. So the first wine we're going to have is a big creamy, buttery, oaky Chardonnay. And it's the perfect wine to partner with a beautiful piece of white flaky fish, and a rich, nutty, browned butter sauce. Mm. The buttery flavor is in the wine is due to oak aging. That butter flavor in these, and some people may not know this, but uh, I'm fortunate enough to have tried a number of these Chardonnays. And Joe likes buttery Chardonnays. And, you know, and what's crazy, who turned me on to it is a good uh, friend of my wife's, mm-hmm. uh, Nancy Cheeseman. She just loved these buttery Chardonnays and, and bought some from A Southern Season in Chapel Hill. That name sounds made up. No, it's not. Okay. Yeah. And, and so she would buy these things at A Southern Season, and they, you know, I think these were on the order of, you know, 25 to $50 bottle of, of wine retail. Oh, yeah. So, you know, their A Southern Season is not selling you a $5 bottle of wine. No, no. And so, but she said, you've, she asked me one time in regards to finding buttery right, Chardonnays. You were holding a wine auction. And we, I think we got you one, didn't we? Well, I, it, we didn't. Oh. But the price was too high. Okay. Kudos to you for running such a great wine auction you, there. Um, but uh, I couldn't afford it. Yeah. Uh, and I eventually tried some buttery Chardonnays. And Mark is not kidding when they literally have a butter-like taste. It, and it's so perfect. It is wonderful. It really is. And you should try uh, something like that if you haven't. What have and we so, poured here? So this is a 1979 mm. Claude Amouche, uh, uh, Joseph Durand. It's mm-hmm. a he's the maker, and uh, and this is one of the. This is about as it's. it's they make a, a, a red wine and a blanc, a white wine, and this is their blanc. And this is one of my favorite wines of all time. He's a, a tremendous maker. And, uh, and that we just uh, poured the wine. It's kind of a dark, uh, kind of a honey color. It really say. is. And uh, you smell it, and uh, you go ahead and smell it. Kind of a t- citrus, uh, citrusy. Uh, it does have a little citrus to it. A little bit of vanilla and uh, some honey. A little butterscotch, Mark. Yeah, I get that. 
and grilled almonds, maybe, and some. Uh, but let's go ahead and try it. Absolutely. Mm, it's beautiful. Peach taste and uh, wow! Oh, you can really taste those those oak barrels. So this is not. Oh, there's a little apple in the finish. Yeah. That's what. That's what the I was. Sour, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a little sour apple yeah, there. Little sour apple. Yeah. That's what it is. We oh, were trying amazing. to figure out that was. So that 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 is that's one. It's a wonder. Really, truly, is one of my favorite wines. A wonderful wine. Oh, and this is so deep, so complex, it, Mark. It is. So you know, please, it's you know, it's it's a Chardonnay, and so you know, if you're getting a wine from Burgundy and it's white, it's most likely Chardonnay, and if you're getting a yeah. wine from Burgundy and it's red, it's most likely Pinot Noir. That's sure. pretty easy to remember. So this is white wine from uh, uh, from uh, Burgundy, so it's a Chardonnay. Now, if if someone's getting ready to make some fish with the sauce and uh, looking for a buttery Chardonnay. So now, this, I, I this wine is perfect with well, flaky yeah, fish. Yeah, but where are they going to find a 1979? Yeah, Claude de Mouche. But, <laughs> yes, well, they, they're going to have a hard time finding it. But the good thing is you don't have to have, you can have this wine, but you can have another oaky wine. But the important thing is you have a wine like this, and you pair it with the appropriate fish. So I brought oh, the fish. Oh, boy, here it comes. So it's we, coming out of the paper bag. It's not even refrigerated, so this is going to be a lot of fun here. Yeah, and I even ha- brought you two kinds of fish. That's oh, how Mark, wonderful this I am. is. Oh, so whoa. we have. So you might want to explain to our guests. He's, 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 he's taking out two cans. All right, good. This is canned fish. Now this is fine. <laughs> All right, this this we can do. Give me the box for that first can, Mark. He pulled it out. This is just um. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, this will be fine. I I love this sort of stuff. Okay, um, so this is first one is mackerel fillets, skinless a, and boneless, in a can, in a can, in sunflower oil. This is going to be. It's by Pampa. Uh, this I'm just looking through here, uh, out of Miami, Florida, product of China. Well, you'll be n- glad to know that all of these fishes are from our friends in China. So uh, you can try uh, try uh, this fish, and we'll go ahead and open open it up. And, I apologize uh, to the bomb squad. Who follows our show in about half an hour? So open, open it up, and you know, sure, if you're drinking this wine at home, your mackerel might be cooked in a in a different kind oh, of sauce. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! Oh, no. Be careful there! Oh be no! Be careful! Oh, I got you. This is bad, Mark. Here's a fork. Hold on, I forgot. Di- oil just went everywhere. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, no Hold worries. On. It's this is it's easy cleanup. All all oh. easy cleanup. Oh no! So we're to drink. If you just joined, oh, it smells so bad. <laughs> it smells like cat food. So oh, Mark, 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 this <laughs> is bad. <laughs> that's like every, if Why you just, did you do this? If you Why? Just joined, Why? If you just joined us in the wine fillers, oh, we are doing no. our wine pairing and tasting segment. It's all we over. We are pairing a 1979 Claude de Mouge Joseph Duran with some beautiful white fish we purchased at the dollar store oh. in Mebane. And um, I'm not kidding, Mark. This is going to explode. Well, everywhere. we can clean it up. Oh, after. oh, 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 okay? oh. Yeah, I cut myself on the lid. Oh, oh my yeah. God! You okay, man? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay, so uh, I mean, the smell is really what's bothering me. The pain I can deal with. Right. You have to be careful about those. Uh, okay, those you ready? Things. All right, I've got it open. The mackerel fillets. Right, so, do, so oil is everywhere. If you've ever opened up a can of, of cat food, um, you're gonna know exactly what Mark and I are experiencing so, right now. Yeah, divvy it now, out. Now look, this mackerel fillets look fantastic, Mark. Mm. I don't really want them to break up too much. No. You get a whole fillet. So first, Mark, oh, uh, 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 a whole okay. fillet. Oh, thank you. There are four of them in this can hold on you missed a little bit <laughs> okay there you go Thank and you. i will just all right, take so mine out go ahead and try your your mackerel in a in a peel can i guess that's we're right actually thing. eating mackerel mm. uh, with our wow Ooh. with our buttery chardonnay Ooh. mark can't eat that all here i go mm. 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 salty 
That's not actually my, that's pretty good. Try the wine with it. All right, try the wine. So, <laughs> mm. Mm, that's delicious. It's mackerel fill, um, fillet. You don't like that? I mean, for a dollar, I guess you can't complain too much. Well, you know, I got to say with that's this good. pairing, the wine is especially nice in uh, the way it gets the fish taste out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> because not, I, I'll tell you what, this no, is actually a horrible pairing. <laughs> Because <laughs> when I drank the wine, it flushed out all of the sunflower oil mm. out of my mouth yeah. and left only the fish, and it was not a good uh, finishing flavor. Yeah, so if you're uh, playing at home... Uh, this, is, this is pretty bad. You're probably right there with us. Well, you know, I'm thinking if you're home, you're cooking your mackerel the right way, and I'm not even sure of the right way to cook mackerels, but you probably have a nicer sauce than we have. It probably... Well, this is not a sauce. This is just an oil. Mark, yeah. I'm trying trying one more bite of the mackerel right, here. Excuse me, um, and I'm going to get a lot of oil because that sunflower oil really. I mean, it's growing on me. It's not bad, Mark. Not bad. All right, I mean, look if if you were starving on oh, the yeah. mountainside, totally, you would totally eat this. Right, right here we go. It's a uh, right. little bit of white fish here. But you know, Joe, you try to buy a, pr- a fresh piece of fish mm. at Weaver's Street. This reminds me, it's not cheap. No, nah. but you know what this is? This is basically. If you mix this up with some mayonnaise, little onion, salt and pepper, we're talking about a, a delicious uh, tuna fish salad. Yeah, and then mackerel fish, and salad. then use tuna fish instead of the mackerel. So this is good. Hold on, I just want I want to give the listeners one more thought. Okay, on the fish here, I'm going to eat a little bit more of it. Sure, because trust me, you could have done worse. Okay, all right, here well, we go. I'm glad you like. I'm it. getting a little of the, the white and some of the skin here. It's all nice right. that they uh, went as all far right. to here comes a little wine. The skin. Wine with it. All right, I'll do that too. Mm. The two do not go well together. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they really don't. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say it right there. It's too bad. It's I could eat the fish wine. on its own. I could drink the wine on its own. Yeah. But for some, oh man, that leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Mm. The two of them together are just straight up awful. Yeah, they don't complement each other. I think you want a little bit of sweetness somewhere, and I think the wine is more on the dry side, and the fish. It's just kind of this, or it's a little dry itself. It's, actually, uh, it is a little dry. I'm gonna have to do a big red X. Okay. Well, I for this pairing with this wine, I brought another wonderful, beautiful, flaky fish from the dollar store. Wonderful. Oh, again from Pampa. Yeah. Uh, this is the. Let me oh, just careful that oil, man. It's gonna get everywhere. Oh, I'm gonna put this no, on your plate here. No worries. Um, All right, here we yeah. go. We're gonna put that right there. These are herring fillets. Herring fillets in are- just in oil. It doesn't really specify which oil. So yeah, if you're if you're joining us on the wine fellers, right, we're here, pairing beautiful uh, wine. Not, we're, we're right now pairing look, a Clos uh, de Mouche from Joseph Duran, a Burgundy with uh, fish you can purchase from any dollar store. I purchased this one probably. Um, all right, I purchased this one from the Mebin dollar store. Look here, this is good. This has a really nice, good uh, scaly skin on it. Yes, on this side here. These are and these these uh, these herring fillets are a little longer, right? Mm. Um, you know, maybe what are we talking? Oh, Mark's just eating it down right now. Oh yeah. Mm. All right, here we go. I'm getting mine on my plate. Uh, you've eaten yours now. Mm. That is not a good face. I do not like that face, Mark. Well, it it comes up. It's more. It comes apart more in your mouth. Hold so, on. Uh, hold the on. Texture is a little more mushy. A little more mushy. Great. Mm. All right. I've got a good bit of skin uh, here on mine. The oil's dripping off right now. Very oily. So just the thing is, I oil. like pickled herring, but I'm not a big fan now of here, uh, here we go. This herring. All right. Let's. Uh, I'm going to eat know. this here. Oh. Mm. Oh no! It, oh, um. it makes this weird t- 
taste on the backside. This kind of acidic, sour taste. Um, yeah, just not a good pairing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not you like as it bad. It's not oh, as really? bad. You like it the better. skin. If you get a bite with some of that skin on it, it's actually pretty good. That's that. Oh. That right there's the old stuff. All right. Be careful there. Mark's trying to navigate here without getting any more oil on the uh, soundboard equipment. Well, uh, the bottom but, squad but is. They'll be glad gonna, to help us. Clean. Oh boy. Oh, you just got oil on your laptop, Mark. Uh, no, it seriously went in the laptop right there. No, what are you going to do? All right. No, don't eat over your laptop, man. All right. Here, I'm going to hold this like a bib under your your fork. He's eating a... I w- mm. Why did I not get a photo of that? You need to clean that off, man. All right. This is... Uh, as well. Mark does that, this is... Careful, dude. Oh, that is so disgusting. You're going to smell that for months. It went, yeah, it went get, in the bottom there. Right, You're going well, to tilt your keyboard up. Right. Well, nothing like getting herring in your keyboard. So, um, hey, let me tell you a little story about herring, Mark. All right. As you uh, maybe get this uh, second bottle of wine ready to go. All right. Um, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about here is fish with white wine. Right. All right. And that reminds me of, uh, especially when we look at this herring filet here. So... This is actually not too bad. It's bad, yeah. but it's not as bad as it could be. I traveled to Sweden one year. Right. And in Sweden, they have adopted a, uh, uh, I guess, uh, a way of preparing herring from uh, Finland. Yeah. All right. This is just a well-known way, a ritual that's been going on for hundreds of years there or longer. And they get the herring. They bury it in the ground. Oh. And they wait months and months and months for it to rot. Mm. And then they dig it up yes. and eat it. And it's literally called rotten herring. <laughs> and you drink it or you eat it with schnapps. <laughs> okay, so like, so what I'm thinking, we're, when we're eating this, uh, right. this we mackerel and herring. We can't complain too much. We can't complain, but I also think, you know what would be great with this? Schnapps. Yes, well. It's uh, a little too you, much. You've thought about that, so maybe we'll have a schnapps. Pairing. Oh, so perfect. perfect. So we have two more wines. Oh, and, lovely. Oh, I know. This is great. So we, our next one, the classic French uh, preparation of mussels being steamed in shallot wine broth Ooh. and served with fries. I mean, this this is a beautiful dish, and it calls, calls for a decadent Chardonnay to enrich the mussels. Fantastic. So now we're going to try an unoaked Chardonnay. A non-buddy buttery Chardonnay, um, and this is something that you must try because the the flavors are very different between an oaked Chardonnay and a non-oaked Chardonnay. I can't wait. So we are going to try. Here is your unoaked Chardonnay. It is a Maramara State 2009 Acero. A Russian River Valley, mm. and this is a beautiful uh, Chardonnay. It's a crisp acidity, a minerality. It's it's this kind of uh, that green apple that you like. It's a honeysuckle flavors. Lovely. It's wonderful. So let's just try. Absolutely, got it poured here. Wine. Let's just. Mm. Mm. And this one isn't expensive. It's uh, like twenty bucks. Mm. Not not bad at all. Mm. Mark, I mean, could they pick this up at? Uh, oh my gosh. It's not bad. That is incredibly good. So we're going to, like I said, mussels goes with this wine, so no, we're going to compare it with no, mussels. No, Mark. So oh, here we have. I thought we were. No, dude. We can't eat this, man. Well, no, this is our pairing. So oh, okay, we are, here we we are pairing this beautiful oh, uh, uh, unoaked Chardonnay. I'm going to get so sick later. With uh, mussels we purchased at the uh, dollar store uh, in Mebane. 
uh, easy enough, smoked mussels, sunflower oil, salt, it's in a can, really, I mean, it can't be that bad for you. I don't think so. I guess we will find out in uh, about six hours. But uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, so mussels and this unoaked, because mussels is more of a delicate oh, uh, shellfish and the flavors aren't that strong. And sometimes that might call for an unoaked Chardonnay and the flavors will probably go a little bit better. So I think we'll we'll see what you think. OK, so let's God, uh, here let's, begins the process so open uh, of opening the mussels, the oil soaked mussels. I'm putting these cans over there, Mark. Yeah. Don't let them get on the mixing board. No, but okay. we'll just leave these uh, this fishes. The, well, look, there's the a garbage can right over there. We'll just throw them in. Right, but there's uh, no bag in it. We shouldn't throw it away. I'm sure anyone who comes in after us would love to uh, try this. It's hard to. Uh, <laughs> it really is actually. Uh, oh, okay, here goes those. Oh my! Oh, oh no, no, no! That's oh, that looks so disgusting. <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, we should probably just stick it right. You know, stick yeah. Okay, the these are just tiny, tiny mussels. Mm. Oh, I can see they they are smoky. Obviously, the, it's in like a deep red, smoky looking oil. You are getting that all over your laptop again, dude. <laughs> and this will stand. Oh my God! Smell that. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm getting a tiny little mussel out of here. They look like a. It looks mm. like they're happy little mussels mm. floating around in like a orangeish oil. All right, now are we eating? Are you? You just ate. I that. just tried it. These mussels. I don't actually. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind that. I don't, this is. Uh, right, here I go. I could actually, you know, eat these. These are. G- give me your thoughts before I eat mine. It's fine. I mean, I, I like eating stuff like this, like you know, mussels and oysters in a tin. It's not bad. You know what? You can put it on. That a is that is ten times better than the fish. It really is, and you can put it on a cracker mm. if you want to. Oh, there you go, Mark. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's not bad. Actually, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat another one of these. And you try it with the white the uh, wine. I did. It's it's um it's a lot better. It is it is than better. these fish. I don't know if it you know goes perfectly. I don't know uh, if uh, the wine pairing gods meant for you when they said mussels and unoaked uh, chardonnay that they mm. meant quite like this. But it's uh, it's very nice, just the same. Mm. You know, I only chew with my mouth open mm. when I'm on the radio, Mark. Good for you. I, so, s- I see you're you're trying to be polite over there. Mm, that's great. I think the viewer deserves the entire experience. It's, this is wonderful. So, um, yeah, that's much better. Um, and again, uh, not a huge investment. Um, the the wine in this case uh, costs just twenty dollars, and the uh, the mussels cost uh, exactly one dollar. I think. Yeah, I th- I think. That for that money, okay, when you're talking about a dollar per can, yeah, uh, you can't lose, Mark. No, I don't think you can. You could have, you could actually invite a date over, eat these things with crackers and cheese and some wine, mm-hmm. or maybe some something stronger. Whoa, there goes another one. This is this is good. I'm with the mussels and the white wine we've just had. That's the winner. Ding I, ding ding ding. I think so. I think that so far that's the best. But we have one more to try. Oh boy. So, our third one uh, is, is a, a Prosecco, and a Prosecco is a bubbly white wine from Italy. Very nice. And this is a Luna Arge- Argenta Prosecco. It's non-vintage. And, uh, and so, we'll pour this wine, and I'll, I'll pour a little bit for you. And Please. It's like champagne, but it's a little bit, uh, the bubbles, you know, dissolve a lot more quickly. The grapes Whoa, are- whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Ooh. The grapes are made out of uh, something called a. Uh, it is bubbly, Clara Mark. grapes. That almost just uh, oh, I know. There. Hold on, here we come out of the out of the bottle. No worries with 
clean out that. Got to pour nice and slow with one of these. Clean off the soundboard after the show. Hold on, hold on. You, oh man, it's almost too bubbly, Mark. It's uh, it's it's, it's yeah. And so this coming is, back at you. Isn't very expensive. It's like a fifteen dollar bottle of prosecco, and it's just really nice. But it's this like is a, not champagne. No, obviously it, it's not. not. It's but, from Italy. You know, you'll, you'd recognize it as having some similarities. It's a kind of a cleanser wine. It's a bit of a bitter finish. Sometimes I haven't tried this one yet, but um, and so we will uh, try this. And so when you're tr- so when you're tr- the reason why I picked out this wine is I was thinking about what we're going to eat next. And what we're going to eat next is um, <laughs> is a shellfish that can be very, very subtle. And it's just so subtle that you need a wine that's not powerful at all, that's going to go really well with <laughs> with the uh the wine uh, and and so the <laughs> yes and so so what i got, i just can't believe that you're about to pull out another variety of seafood from the dollar store all right so if you're just joining, oh goodness gracious if you're just joining us on the wine fellas we're pairing no, uh, no wine with no. fish and selfish that i purchased at the uh, dollar store in Medan. this is impossible so uh now uh what what do we have here uh, i can't believe you got all of this from the dollar store. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. what do I have before me right now but a can of smoked scallops? Mm. Oh, Mark. Well, we've already opened the herring. We've opened the mackerel. We've opened the mussels, and why not? So, and I have a, I have a confession, though. Tell me. So the reason why I, you know, I bought this extra one is because this one I didn't even know they had sales at the dollar store, but oh, they do. No, this no. was fifty-nine cents. A fifty-nine cent can of, of smoked scallops. Yes. Yeah, so smoked scallops. So smoked scallops definitely go well with. Um, okay. Go well I'm with this, and so let's open up with the uh, prosecco. Oh my lord! That opened all wrong there. I'm oh, not going to go again. any further, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. Well, I, don't no no don't do that, dude. <laughs> it's gonna totally go everywhere. All right, well we'll just stick our fork you, in you there. You just gotta stick your fork in there and come away. Oh, that's oh a, what is this? That's a that's a whole oh, the oil went everywhere. Oh no worries. That's not an oyster. It's supposed to be a scallop, dude. I mean, I'm sorry, it's <laughs> It looks like an oyster. <laughs> it does look like an oyster. I'm not eating this. Oh, you have to. Mark, I'm no, not Oh, that's that's this can't be a watch out, you're getting oil all over the place. <laughs> you gotta come over here. Careful. Just be careful. Oh, this is bad. Th- that is not a scallop, dude. All right, that that I, I you know that is not a scallop. So for those of you uh, again at home, it does not look like a scallop. It's kind of a dark brown. What is that long str- string <laughs> hanging? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I guess I'm just eating all of it, aren't I? Okay, so here we go. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. I can't. This is. Mm. I'm not eating this, dude. Mm. This is not a scallop. Look at that. That is not a scallop. I just ate it. So you got to eat it. Mm. I can't eat that part. You have to. I'm, have I'm just to eating eat this little other part. Guys. Mm. <laughs> oh, Mark. Oh, oh God. So bad. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad. I can't swallow this. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that is giving me an instant headache. <laughs> it's like smelling right. burning rubber. All right. So if you're home. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're at home, um, so <laughs> so oh so you know they have great things at the dollar oh, store. Uh, I would no. not buy the scallops in a can. So um, I, uh, let's just try the wine and get this over yeah, with. Let's try this uh, wine. <sighs> Ugh, God. So, uh, 
Oh, God, that's probably the best wine I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I love this wine. This is probably the best wine I've ever had. So so I think if we um, um, wanted to recap quickly, I think our favorite was probably the uh, non-oak Chardonnay with the – what did we have it with? Oh, man, that was the muscles, muscles, dude. Yeah, that was not bad. The muscles were fantastic. Number one, ding, 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 that's a winner. And the least favorite, uh, although we really liked the Prosecco, probably because it washed down the flavors, um, the least favorite was probably the scallops. In the uh, can. The scallops just a whore. Don't go with the scallops. Just oh. Don't go with the scallops. But once again, a shout out to the folks at the Medbin Dollar Store. I couldn't have done it without you. They've made another fine wine tasting and pairing event on the Wine Fellers a possibility. Join us next week. See what we've got in store. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
Good evening. Good evening.